would be an ecumenical matter. Hello and welcome to Ecumenical Matters, the Father Ted podcast. Uh, we're up to episode 23 today, uh, season 3, episode 7, Night of the Nearly Dead. And I'm here with Keely Cathers, uh, what is it, Psycho Keely musician? Psycho <laughs> From the band The Logues. Uh, yeah. How are you doing, Keely? I'm doing very well, James. Good to see you again. Uh, brilliant, brilliant, yes. And uh, you've, uh, you've been recently touring an album, Coming of Age. Yes, we have indeed, yeah. The album came out in, well, I think it was April anyway. It was either April or May, something like that. And we've been basically turning around Ireland and doing a bit in Europe as well oh, since that. then. So yeah. And have you any uh, gigs lined up in the immediate future? Uh, in, sort of in terms of in terms of Belfast, I suppose we're in the Empire Music Hall on the 29th of October. Ah, fantastic! So yeah, write that down in your I diary will. there. <laughs> uh, well, 29th of October, and if you're looking to get some ecumenical matters the day before that, the 28th of October, uh, I will be a play in the Lunchtime Theatre Club at the uh, a Lunchbox Theatre Club, sorry, at the Black Box on the 28th. Oh, good man! Uh, so uh, quite busy in the next few weeks. Good uh, man. So yeah, yeah. So uh, hopefully some of the fans will come down and see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so you've got uh, you've been touring all over the place, and you're reading. Pretty much, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. We were we we're on TV recently as well. Um, but yeah, we've done like this year alone. We've done uh, where have we been? We've done Dubai, uh, Spain. We're gonna do Switzerland soon, Holland, and uh, there's somewhere else too. We're getting around. We're like a bad smell, basically. Grand, we're getting grand. around. <laughs> sure, sure beats uh, sit beside me in a call center. Uh, well, that's very true. That's very yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the poor customers of Vodafone Ireland. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but this uh, week, as we said, we're talking about uh, Night of the Nearly Dead, uh, and I'll, I'll discuss the title first because mm. it's been a feature of episode or season three, really, that the titles are now a bit more descriptive of the mm. episodes, which wasn't really the case in season one and two. That's true. Yeah. So uh, Night of the Nearly Dead is obviously uh, a play on Night of the Living Dead or mm-hmm. Night Dawn of the Dead or a num- number of zombie films. Uh, so they're, they're going back to their horror roots. There's a lot uh-huh. of uh, horror crossovers in Father's Head. So do you have any uh, zombie movies that you that you're no? I your head I have very limited insights in terms of <laughs> zombie movies. However, I did see it's George Romero, isn't it? That, that is directed it. that, yes. and he did the one Dawn of the Dead you mentioned. That's yeah. the one they're in the shopping center. I think so. I, I think, think uh, the, not the whole time, but there there's a scene in yes, the shopping yeah. mall. Yeah, I've, I've I've seen that one. That was I loved that one actually. Right. Okay. But okay. in terms of Beyond that, I've seen a bit of The Walking Dead, so my zombie knowledge is pretty well, poor, to be honest. <laughs> well, to be honest, I'm a bit, uh, I'm a bit fatigued with zombies. Like yeah, everything these days is fucking yeah. zombies. But you know, back when it was Georgia Romero, I haven't actually seen that trilogy, so mm. I can't really comment. But then you had Twenty Eight Days Later come out That's about right. two thousand three, I think. Yeah, and it totally reinvented the zombie genre. Yeah, and then we haven't stopped since and this is about pretty 13 much. years later it's pretty relentless yeah. exactly as you say The Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking mm. Dead and then The Walking Dead comic and but you know zombies they seem to be like even yesterday I was chatting about you know zombie walks that they have in Dublin city centre and stuff right. people <laughs> going to Trinity College with uh, you know all the zombie makeup on and just slowly walk around <laughs> <laughs> I mean it does sound pretty good yeah <laughs> <laughs> It'd be good if you were hungover, you know, it'd be a good excuse just, well, to, exactly, yeah. <laughs> just to project how you're feeling inside, outside, well, exactly. you know. <laughs> well, it does turn out that the uh, the nearly dead of Craggy Island, as in the older mm. people, uh, are pretty besotted by the Owen McLove characters, yes. very very much based on Daniel O'Donnell, or yes, we can, we can sort the of king, make... The king, the king, Daniel so, O'Donnell. <laughs> so uh, I have a few facts written down, but since yes. you, you went the extra mile and went to do some uh, research yourself, do you have I, anything you can tell us? I literally went the extra mile because we were detoured 
in the middle up a mountain so we had to turn right around to go through letter canny that this is obviously if you've never been to Donegal this will be meaningless <laughs> to you but it was a very long detour and then we get to the it's called the Daniel O'Donnell Visitor Centre um, and it was closed but luckily we went into the bar at one of the bars nearby and somebody had a key which is the great thing about small towns now and that <laughs> Jimmy has a key there to that place we'll let you in no bother oh really so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we got we got a tour on our own so oh, it was good fun and, yeah. uh, what kind of stuff was in it so, I mean <laughs> not that much to be quite honest with you um, there was basically loads of posters with really funny quotes from Daniel and you know just career highlights his album listings it was pretty amazing to see like he sold 10 million albums I which was, you wouldn't think yeah wouldn't well I was going to say his, his actual record sales are yeah. phenomenal yeah. Uh, yeah he actually holds a few, quite a few British chart records mm -hmm. so he's had a charting album every year since 1983 which is a current record uh, the 16 top 10s is uh, his biggest hit was Give a Little Love which went to number 7 on Funnily enough, the 11th of April 1998, which was just two weeks before this episode aired. Right, Which was yeah, quite, uh, yeah. so he actually was the peak of his powers. So yeah, I mean, at the, the terms of when the episode came out, it was interesting because he probably was at the peak. I think, as peak in the UK at least. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, would been, it would have been a familiar, you know, Owen would have been recognisable, I suppose, as a, to the English audience as well. As a party of Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's got an honorary MBE, and he's, he was one of the few Irish people to sort of get a positive attention in Britain mm. in the late 80s and early 90s. You know, you had Terry Wogan and Daniel O'Donnell and then a handful of others. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he was he's a bit of a, you know, a figure in that way. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, as you say, he's phenomenally famous, and I really don't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is, I don't know, like, the whole... The whole country music thing is kind of incomprehensible to me as well. As somebody that enjoys good country music, you know what I mean? Like your Merle Haggards and your Willie Nelsons and stuff. Yes, yeah. And you have this kind of phenomenon in this country of just, just incredibly twee and yeah. dishonest kind of stuff like talking about, you know, songs about tractors when the dudes have probably never been in a fucking tractor well, kind yeah. of thing you know that kind of way uh, well it's just up around our way like it's it, there is like there's a really country music festival in Fitna and yeah, I, I yeah, swear yeah. it's the biggest event Fitna's ever ever oh hosted. absolutely yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Center. and yeah I do not get it like Gareth mm -hmm. Brooks could sell out five nights in Crow yeah. Park yeah. and it was so big that they, ha they had to actually cancel the concert because mm -hmm. the city of Dublin wouldn't be able to handle yeah. them and five nights in Crow Park is roughly equates to about five eights or four hundred thousand so that's about you know literally an eighth of the country, an eighth of the population Ex of the country. Yeah, that's very true. So, actually. so yeah, the, yeah. But Daniel, like at least you could say with Gareth Brooks, he's got glam, he's got showmanship. Mm -hmm. Daniel is none of those things. He's no glamour. This he's is no now, This is what I thought now. But when we went down to the, <laughs> the museum, the Daniel O'Donnell Museum, <laughs> <laughs> visitor center. Sorry, museum makes it sound like he's you know he's a dead. thing of the past. He's very much relevant. But uh, no, um, what was I going to say? Uh, da, 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 da. It's charisma. Yes, no, well, sir, it doesn't very much charisma, let's be honest. But one thing I was surprised by, like in his early career, he was actually a pretty handsome dude, you know? Well, yeah. Well, he's, he was, yeah. He's got liquor. that, uh, he's got a very uh, wholesome sort of look. Yes. Uh, and he's got a wholesome image, yeah. which I, I do think is genuine. I, I do yes. generally think he is that's just one that thing. Tweet. Yeah. That's one thing I wanted to mention as well, because the one thing you can't question is is, is his sincerity yes I think. exactly yeah. like it doesn't play up to the fact it well he's not acting like he's from a tiny village in Donegal and you know raised by his mum and you know, big, you know loves his ma 
loves Donegal, <laughs> loves his village. Just really friendly. They're, they played footage of him just meeting people in the village, and it was just oh, hi, Maria, how are you? Know, exactly. He yeah. just knows everybody, and yeah, from what it, he's a sincere guy, so well, I'm not going to take anything. I away have from heard there. stories that you know, he'll have met uh, a fan mm -hmm. that saw him last about maybe 12 years ago, yeah. and he will still remember their name. And oh stuff, yeah, uh, yeah. Even though he's probably done that hundreds yeah. of thousands of times, yeah. so there is. I mean, he is just very personable and everything. Mm -hmm. I think that's what is what sort of. Yeah, keeps him sort of at the top. Yeah, but we'll get into the episode anyway. Yeah, uh, because when it starts off, Dougal is watching some dodgy. Well, I was trying to figure out what they're trying to parody. Is it a science show yeah, or a sci-fi show? Or I wasn't too sure of that myself. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. Well, it was it was basically trying to show that there's shit shit on TV. Yeah, uh, it uh, it showed a scientist sort of introducing a character who was played by Frank Kelly and clearly uh, mm -hmm. a sort of proxy for Jack. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell if they were trying to black up or if he was supposed <laughs> to be just muddied. Yeah. Uh, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And say benefit of the doubt, yeah. Because they already have done the black up thing. With the, the Supremes. Tribute. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Forgot about that. So they're, you know, they they were they were, they were on tightropes with that kind of thing, like mm. a wee bit. But uh, we'll let them away with that one. Uh, but Ted Ted says he shouldn't be uh, he shouldn't be watching TV because there's nothing on. Mm. And uh, it's probably a lot worse back then when there's four channels. But I don't think it's much true. has changed. I mean, I've chatted with somebody the other night, and he's got Sky, he's got all the Sky mm. channels, uh, and the 600 odd channels, he still ends up just flicking eventually to Sky Sports News, because exactly. there's never anything on. That is, that's, yeah. It's, and even if there is something, like say, you flick on Father's Head or something, mm. or, you know, like Scrubs or something, you think, yeah. you've invariably seen that episode before. Exactly. Or you yeah. missed the start of it, so you're not gonna, mm -hmm. you're not gonna watch it from the start. So Ted says, uh, let's go start reading, and uh, the book he reads is William Shatner's Tech Wars. <laughs> uh, I actually want to ask you, is this an actual book? Because I, I know nothing about Star Trek or I William Shatner. I didn't think Shatner. to check. Uh, William well, I thought, is it like Gary Lineker's ghost stories or something, you know what I mean? Or is well, it an actual that's what That's what I assumed as well, actually. Yeah, Gary Lineker's ghost stories. Um, <laughs> but William Shatner, as far as I'm aware, he doesn't have any history of uh, of literature right, I might right, be wrong about right. that I might have oh, well. a complete blind spot on my you know mm. my vast swathes of knowledge and everything <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he is known for his, his unique cover versions of course William Shatner yes I heard common people the thirst pretty incredible actually she well, it's, it's, it's why so weird that it actually took off because he takes common people which is a very very melodic sort of yeah. epic pop song almost yeah. and he she brings it right back down to his yeah, it's only when I learnt that song and recently for a, like a solo time, gig, I realised it looks really good. You know, it's a class system and all that kind of yeah, stuff. You know, well, so yeah, well, I, I only works. I only picked that up when I saw somebody perform a karaoke because <laughs> for years I did not like that song, and then right. somebody started playing a karaoke, and I actually saw the lyrics, and the guy was actually yeah. singing it reasonably well. That's a great song. And yeah. I was like, Jesus, this is actually a class song, mm. and it's become one of my favourites since. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Ted, <laughs> Ted suggests Dougal reads. What Dougal decides of to do is read over his shoulder. Over his shoulder, yeah, yeah. Which you know, that is the idea. Was this child or something? Yeah. You know, it's like. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, reading is very necessarily necessarily an antisocial activity. That's so yeah, Dougal yeah, was yeah, trying yeah. to just you know make the make it more of a shared experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you know, when people get on their high horses, I read a lot. I don't watch yeah. TV. Come on, reading should be encouraged. Yeah, especially exactly, on, yeah. if you're on a train or something, join in with the person reading something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 the amount of times you're Try it yourself. <laughs> you're reading the sports stories on the, on the person beside his newspaper <laughs> and they turn the page and you're. You, uh, you're you, ripping, you, yeah. You feel like elbowing in the arm or yeah. something. Just go back there, it wasn't finished. <laughs> uh, but then we get uh, Owen's debut on TV and he sings the song, My Lovely Male Mammy. 
Oh no, this Egypt. <laughs> My lovely Mayo mummy, so gentle and so wise. Rocking on your rocking chair, baking cakes and pies. My lovely Mayo mummy. He's a brilliant dancer as well. <laughs> yes. And it, as you said, it was very, very much in the party of uh, Daniel O'Donnell. Uh, but I do believe it was written by... Neil Hannon, yeah. Hannon. The legend himself, yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, he wrote all this music for yeah, his head. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's close that window for you. You're all right. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was a brilliant moonbeam is uh, right <laughs> into your face. Uh, but yeah, so what did you think of this, the track then, as a musician? I well, as a musician, I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it's. I mean, it's kind of scary how accurate, or not accurate, but how close it is to the kind of thing that you would hear. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm not sure. Maybe the mammy part. But certainly you'd have like my lovely home in Balnaslow or some fucking yeah. shit like that, you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> in fact, no, actually, I'm pretty sure Daniel has done songs about his mum. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah. Did he do Pretty Little Girl from Home? He did, yeah. yeah. I don't know if he originally did it. Is that on an older song? It was song? either him or Hugo, one of them two. Hugo... Hugo Duncan. Did he perform as well, did he? I think Hugo, I'm nearly sure. Right, right. Fuck, I didn't know that. I don't know who wrote it, so I know I know Daniel's definitely done it at one point. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, he's he's definitely made it famous. Uh, yeah. There was a famous thing where the troll manager Mickey Hart, mm. uh, shortly after his daughter was killed, mm. uh, RTE did a a radio sketch, and uh, they were taking the piss out of him. I can't remember what it was for that they were taking the piss out of, mm. but uh, they started playing that song, and Mickey Hart took it that. Uh, they were insulting the memory of his daughter and he hasn't spoken oh. to them since. Oh really? And that's about nine years ago now. Oh, I didn't know that. And he's still one of the top GA managers in Ireland. Oh yeah, yeah. And cannot get a cannot get a look into interview him. So he's and doing like an Alex Ferguson thing, just boycotting RTE. <laughs> well pretty thing. much, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, he's you know, I think he's met Alex Ferguson a few times. He does yeah, take quite a lot of picking up some tips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no but Owen on TV, he's very um oh, man. It, it, the the actor and fuck, I had his name and I've completely forgotten it now. Oh, Patrick McDonald, is it? Yes, uh, he, yeah, he, he played the part absolutely fucking perfect, oh, brilliant. perfectly. Brilliant. He, um, it, yeah, just the sort of soft, <coughs> asinine uh, presenting style. Yeah. And now we'll go and we'll see what uh, the poem there is. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. name is Owen McLove. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just like a blue Peter presenter for pensioners, like. Yeah. And, yeah. So. And Mrs. Doyle is obviously besotted, but Jack's not too, uh, not too, so not ugh. too impressed, not too impressed. Uh, but <laughs> it pans across the crowd, and they're mostly old age pensioners, as we as we assume. Oh, what I loved actually in the the museum as well. There was a they showed footage of Daniel. You know, there's a I don't know. Well, I'm sure not a lot of listeners will have been to a Daniel O'Donnell concert, but there's <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know. <laughs> there's a, there's a, yeah, you never know. But there's a point in which he, he'll go into the audience. And he'll sit beside one of the old ladies in the crowd and, you know, hold her hand and sing to them directly. But this lady in particular in the video, she was wearing one of those hats that all the old ladies in the crowd right. had wear. <laughs> couldn't believe it. The tea exact cozy same hat. Yeah, the tea cozy hat. So that was pretty funny. Uh, no, very good, very good. Uh, well, 
Yeah, so he goes into the poetry corner, and uh, yes. I, love the, I love the transition where the, the old woman from the song is still being escorted yeah, up the yeah, stage. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are now. <laughs> so he moves like t- what five foot to the right. Yeah, yeah the poetry corner. Just moves to a different camera and yeah. onto the frame. Uh, and he mentions his favorite things, which of course are jumpers and cakes. And yes. we will come to that. That'll become very uh, of prominent later on. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so Mrs. Doyle, uh, she talks very briefly about her husband. That's it's probably the first time, is it? Only time, is it? Well, she mentions her husband having his lad in his hand. Was it? that? Oh yeah. And one of the degrees. Yes. Yes. Uh, so she has mentioned him before in a much more you know intimate way than she's uh. well what we know she's going to yeah. chat about. We, we don't know what she doesn't even say mm. what it is that rem- he reminds her of. Yeah. Uh, Mysterious. Well, yeah, so she is very protective of her of her personal life. Mm. Like it's uh, yeah, yeah. You think you think the priest would would be the one person she could. It's true. Yeah. Uh, chat about. Yeah. Maybe it's just I don't know. Well, we, we we've come to the conclusion that she must be a widow. Yeah. And yeah. She she lives in the house. Or she's things. some kind of indentured servant, and, and she can't know. see her husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's just the, uh, the, the parish housekeeper. Oh, there yeah. You yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so whether he's still whether he's still around is mm. very much all through it. So maybe yeah. he is, and just Could can't. Uh, he's just yeah. Ted's got her. But see, then. as we yeah. get get to the end of the episode, of course, the, the men of the island can't really look after themselves. Their mm. wives aren't there. Oh god, that was so hilarious. she's the only one that's not yeah. doesn't have to actually leave yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Uh, but Ted and Dougal, yeah, they're they're become a bunch of men just sitting around talking about women. <laughs> women. T C H A. One of the greatest words in the English language. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, Ted decides to do we a nice little. Uh, Nice little moment for for Mrs. Doyle, and he writes her a poem and gets on to send to the show, and he thinks it's going to be a walk in the park. They don't. Uh, they don't. Met, they don't. Uh, the contents of the poem is never revealed, is it? No, it's no, not. No. no, that's a putty. He, he assumed, Well, he, he wants to write something very, uh, you know, high-minded and high-flown. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he takes inspiration from a beggar boy who he. he uh, that's right. Takes yeah, a look at yeah, and yeah. just lies that's he ignores. Right. And also Mrs. Doyle falling off a window. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it'll be fun to actually try and figure out uh, what what the uh, connections well, yeah, would be. Yeah. So beggar boy, Mrs. Doyle falling, and uh, Owen McLove, <laughs> and Ted's you know inflated sense of uh, exactly <laughs> yeah of his artistic merit. Yeah. Um, but then we hear a story about Father Nolan, who was in a gas explosion, and he could it's only be identified by his uh, by his. Oh, teeth. his dental records. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, when I first when I first heard it, I had to actually go back because I thought they said Father Noel. Right. Which, of course, is uh, oh, Graham yeah. Ninhan's character. Yeah, yeah. But Father Nolan. Uh, so that, that's why I wrote it down. I thought it was uh, Graham, or not Graham Ninhan, Graham Norton's character. Yeah. Uh, I thought uh, he had met his end. Mm. But we already well, know he's, hopefully not. He's oh, still yeah. under the rocks. He's still he? under the rocks, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we get one of Dougal's uh, natty jumpers. This time, <laughs> it starts off, he's got two this episode. Uh, it's a natty grey number the first time. Did you see that? Yes, yes. Uh, and I thought they were going to be... Uh, they're going to maintain that jumper throughout the episode so it wouldn't clash with Owen's jumper uh, <laughs> right session. Enough. Yeah, yeah. But he does actually get a second one later on, uh, where it's a beige with patterns on it. Mm. So he gets he gets Good really expressed the, the oh, wardrobe yeah, this time. Yeah. <laughs> like Lady Gaga with the costume changes or well, something. Well exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the next one needs to be like raw meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just a raw meat in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then we then we clap to Mrs. Doyle and she's in a completely catatonic state. Oh my God, we're going to Great Island, you're going to Great Island! <laughs> Come 
come down, Mrs. Doyle. What was that again? Oh, my glove has come to Craggy Hall. It's come to Craggy Hall that he read out my poem. Your poem? <laughs> well, I, I wrote it as a surprise, but it was my poem. No, no, it's mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mrs. Doyle. I don't think so. What was the first line? Owen MacLove has a happy face. <laughs> That's not my poem. No, it's mine! <laughs> I'm hugely confused, Ted. <laughs> the only thing I can think of that must have happened is that Mrs. Doyle's poem was better than yours. <laughs> well, that couldn't be, could it? That's yeah. Well, that's the that's the power of these these personalities. You know, the Daniels of the world. They can do that to elderly women. You know. Well, it's, yeah. It's, it's just fandom in general. It's just the mm. very idea that uh, Owen McLove might become to Craggy Island literally puts her into some sort of yeah. you know, mental state. Now, if you're uh, if you were to ever get that famous, would that make you feel uncomfortable? Or <laughs> I know it certainly would for me. Like. Well, well, elderly woman, um, probably not. <laughs> I've no idea. But, that's uh, not over, something. Over aged woman. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's that's a different matter. You know? yeah. um, no, it's uh, not something I'll probably have to worry about. <laughs> now that I'm past my peak, you know, in terms of you know, not a boy band look anymore, you know. Ah, but sure, you know, you can get the you can get the sort of uh, what do you call it? Used to be in pulp, the uh, Richard Hawkins, Richard, Richard Holly, Richard Holly. Is that right? In pulp. He might not have been in pulp, I might have got that wrong. Jarvis Cocker was pulp. And then was there not like a load of unseen members? And God, I can't think. I can't think. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll, we'll come we'll, back we'll to clarify that. that in the, in the <laughs> correction and clarifications of, of the Paris <laughs> uh, But So Ted, Ted wrote the poem and he assumed it was his poem. Yeah. Uh, but Mrs. Doyle was able to reveal immediately it was her poem that, yeah. that won the competition. Yeah. Uh, as a writer, I can totally empathise with Ted's frustration there yeah yeah. I mean you went uh, just last week I went to a sitcom competition and I thought right I'm writing a sitcom for a BBC2 6pm Sunday audience it's going to be you know reasonably friendly friendly it's not going to be smutty it's going to be a nice idea about volunteer firefighters Uh and I didn't get through the short list of six Uh, and it's like I bet you something some fucking yeah, Mrs. Yeah, Brown's yeah. boys clone is going to win or something. It's going to be absolute shite. And That's like, the thing. Why you does nobody get my fucking yeah, genius? Just <laughs> no Ted was something really self-indulgent with all this imagery yeah. and all this shit, you know. And then, oh, McLove has a lovely face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the one it won, was it? Or uh, it didn't actually take down, her, take down her line. Uh, yeah, but something <laughs> like that. But it was definitely Mrs. Doyle's poem. Uh, yeah. And Ted even comes back to this later on in the episode, uh, before uh, before Owen leaves. He actually goes up and asks him, so was there any other poems? Uh, <laughs> that was one of my favourite bits. Yeah. God, it was mad. What was it? Uh, we had to call the police. Yeah. <laughs> he thought he was demented. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> the implication there is that he's chatting about Ted. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean he's chatting yeah, about Ted. Yeah, Because... You don't think that uh, Owen, especially in the uh, with the personality that Owen has, mm. that he would ever get anywhere near judging the poetry competition? True. Surely yeah. some uh, you know lackey at the yeah, bottom yeah, of the production floor exactly. just picks one out of a hat or something. And I'd <laughs> say yeah, th- probably probably just out of a hat. Basically, yeah. was how they did that. I'm pretty sure every poem would have been more or less around the same. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been like writing a writing a letter into children's TV or getting yeah. your, your picture on on yeah. the wall at the back of CBBC or something. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so Dougal, Dougal rubs the salt in a wee bit as well. It's like, 
I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> that would mean your poem's worse than it. <laughs> I love it when Douglas has those moments. Yeah. You know, he really, he can, he can get to him. He can't twist the knife, can't he? Yeah. He's Not he's completely on, uh, on, uh, what's the word? You don't think he means it? He doesn't mean to do it, but you know, yeah. Well, yeah. some people think he does. I'm of the impression yeah. that he doesn't. That uh, you know, it's just uh, yeah, it is just tactlessness mm. on his part. Yeah, uh, yeah. and he, he just doesn't get it. But you know, yeah. uh, but then Mrs. Doyle uh, goes to the supermarket. Benzie coming. <laughs> Benzie coming. Tell us. I can't. It's a secret. Thursday. Friday. Saturday. Sunday. <laughs> you don't want anybody to know. You won't tell anyone, will you? I swear I won't tell anyone. May I be struck down with every disease that it is known for a middle-aged woman to suffer from. And as you and I know, Mrs. Doyle, that's a hell of a lot of diseases. Uh, first thing she sees um, is oh. presentation of the uh, tall tea bags. The tall tea bags, yeah. The tea bags that are shaped like a really tall tower. Mm. Uh, and I think this was taking the piss out of the fact that uh, around that time we were starting to get the very first circular tea bags. Oh, we were where moving, were we? Moving away from the squares. Yeah. Uh, we get the first circular and then the pyramids, which I think is what they're directly. Uh, that was a short lived thing, wasn't it? The pyramid uh, ones? I think you can still get the pyramid Can you? One. Uh, no. PG tips are still pyramids. Are they? Yeah, I don't See, I wouldn't drink that. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't touch that. It's a bit like UHT milk. Exactly, you know. yeah. <laughs> wouldn't touch it. There's no demand for that. That's shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, of course, there's the Carryman's tea bags, which are waterproof. <laughs> that's, one of, that's one of the oldest carry man jokes I know. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. What's the latest invention? The, the waterproof tea bag. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the carry man jokes. It, 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 Jimmy Carr uses that as an excuse to uh, make stupid patty jokes. Right. And right. I, I'm a bit. Well, what have carry people ever done? Yeah. To, yeah. To be the butt of those jokes, like I've only I've met too many carry people, so I can't really. Well, stereotype them really <laughs> no, exactly <laughs> usually you just see them at the other side of a GA yeah <laughs> pretty much uh, yeah. Divide, but uh, yeah I'm trying to think do I actually know any to speak to yeah. I don't I don't yeah. I'm thinking about if, if you're from Kerry and you want to befriend us so we can well they don't get podcasts down there according oh, to my oh uh, right according right, to my right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh well maybe they're right all along actually <laughs> 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 all they're good for is kicking a football. Like. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, Mrs. Doyle encounters an envious rival at the supermarket. Yes, I remember when I was, well, I suppose, one thing I was thinking of actually when I was, you know, thinking about the podcast and stuff is when exactly I would have watched this episode. So this came out in 98. Yeah. I would have been, I would have been uh, 12. April, I would have been 11. Um, so I'm trying to think, did I, did I watch it at the time? I must have done because I remember it kind of freaked me out the the, the way she hovered <laughs> yeah, over she it, the, the look at her eyes. Yeah. Oh man, it was so funny though. It was so well done. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. clutching the handbag <laughs> tight to herself and just. Ooh. It was when she first spots her too. She just yeah, the uh, glimpse out of the side of her eyes. eyes. Yeah, and then suddenly the head was uh, darting back <laughs> forward to avoid eye contact. What day is it coming? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So when's it coming? <laughs> when's it coming? Tell us. <laughs> and then she really interrogates her. She really pins yeah, needles in. Yeah. And, uh, Mrs. Doyle sort of cracks under the pressure by twitching yeah. whenever she says Sunday. Sunday, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but she reminded me of um, Bette Midler's character in 
House Hocus Pocus. Oh, I haven't seen that actually. Uh, I have a complete movie for us down, by the way. So. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> see, again, I'm going back to the fact that they've got a lot of horror history, and I might yeah, be, I might be making this connection. Oh, you're, you're probably no, right. Uh, with no bases, you're probably right. Yeah. But it's the way she pursed her mouth like that, mm. uh, and Bette Midler did the same thing in Hocus Pocus, yeah. which is the film about uh, you know witches. Yeah, it's actually quite a good you know kids horror film. Like, right, it scared the shit out of me one time. Yeah, when, uh, my cousin won't let won't leave me alone because <laughs> she thought it was hilarious that I jumped <laughs> when there was a big scary jumpy bit. Ah, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, yeah, she, as you say, she glides over like mm. some sort of spectre. So <laughs> yeah, but that's just the craggy island that's, oh, effect, that's isn't it? It's brilliant. And there's one of my favourite lines from Ted is isn't that scene as well, where it's like I know I've quoted it with the boys in the band. Well, the the boys in the band and I always do is quote Father Ted basically. Yeah, 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 there's brilliant. always there's always some situation that you know can oh, exactly. tie into some quote, but it's like uh, she's Mrs. Doyle has asked asking her to promise not to say anything and you know she's like oh I promise uh, Mrs. Doyle you know uh, what is it again oh man it's leaving me now <laughs> so, uh, or should I be struck down with every disease as possible for a middle aged woman to have and between you and me Mrs. Doyle we know that's a lot of diseases <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh so good so good yeah well the sinister of that as well like, yeah <laughs> yeah so, so cl- uh, clearly she doesn't believe in any... Uh, clearly, clearly. In, in any, uh, you know, being smacked or anything. Yeah, because she's screwed. Exactly. So she, she uses that fear that Mrs. Doyle would have. Yeah. The of faith that she would share herself. <laughs> she was straight to the lighthouse tower to it, well, and the Morse code <laughs> and everything. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it cuts directly to a, a Craggy Island map. Uh-huh. So we have seen Craggy Island on a map of Ireland before. Yes, uh, yes. On a weather map. Uh, mm. And this is actually a close-up. Oh, did we? Uh, yeah, very, very did briefly we? on oh. the... I can't think off the top of my head which episode it was. I think it might have been the Henry Sellers episode. It wasn't in any, anywhere surprising that off the coast of Galway kind of direction, uh, is it? Yeah, off the coast mm. of Galway, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll, have to, I'll have to go back through my notes for the roundup episode. Cause mm. I'm going I'm to round up all the trivia facts. So oh, all right. If there's ever any Father Ted quiz, I'll actually not embarrass myself. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> By getting one of the lowest scores. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's uh, well before Great Game of Thrones, uh, they were having the map. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, Game of Thrones, well. You know the title sequence is all in the map, yep, and yep, it becomes three yep. D and everything. Yep. Uh, it, it comes from you know the first page of the book is a map of Westeros. Oh, and the TV show right. just took that probably before they had anything shot. It right. said, "Right, this is the title sequence. We need to get uh, okay. Do this." Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now it's everywhere. Like every TV show just wants to use a fucking map or something. Yeah, and all the intros have to be at least three minutes long in yeah, TV exactly, shows yeah. these days <laughs> as well for some reason. But that's why they invented fast forward, I suppose. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or one to skip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, the uh, notable notable junctures in the island, the mm. Cyber Cafe, the Telegraph Office, yes. the Pigeon Sanctuary, the Supermarket, and the Lighthouse, <laughs> all of which uh, this uh, mysterious character is able to utilise to its full extent. She was she was busy that day, anyway. You yeah, know? well, she's got extremely high word per minute on her typing skills, <laughs> even though, you know, internet hadn't really hit yeah, at this point, so right, she was well ahead of the right. curve. Yeah. Uh, she knows Morse code from her lighthouse. True, true. So, uh, and and I love she was doing that, like, she's doing like a mutter the whole time, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that freaked me out as well. Yeah. It was I was very easily freaked out, obviously. But there you go. Well, I think that was, that was I think that was the, the point of the episode, though, because it is. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's, it's very uh, useful for us to be getting to Halloween season because mm. it's a very Halloweeny episode, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I say Halloween season, we're recording on the what is it, twenty second or twenty 
What did I read? Well, we're, we're 26th of September. Yeah, we're nearly there. In my calendar, and any time after my birthday on the 12th of September, we're officially in Halloween ah, season. Ah, you're a September yeah. birthday man as well. Yes. Uh, I, I turned the 3 there on the 16th, so. Ah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. 31 on the 12th. So. Oh, there you go. Mm. There you go. But, uh, yeah, no, I think this woman is uh, Ireland's greatest ever spy that was never utilized. <laughs> she should have been, all right, yeah. Jeez, we could have got messages all over the world. That kind of That kind of skill set. Uh, which... <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Doyle starts uh, preparing herself in the mirror for uh, Owen's yep. eventual arrival. <laughs> and she gets lipstick all over her teeth. Yep. And when Ted interrupts her, she gets it all over her lips. Yeah. Now, as a uh, as a uh, gentleman who probably don't, you know, aren't of the metrosexual mm. uh, persuasion, lipstick is not an issue for for us necessarily. Not really. No. I mean, no. they'll they'll tell me put a lip balm on, but you can't really get that wrong because it's uh, true, true, true. Yeah. True. yeah. So you know. It's, <laughs> things things poor women have to deal with a weed. I know, I know. Just 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 to make us. Yeah, the lipstick seems actually eyeliner. I think would be more difficult with it because you have to be you're near your eyeballs. So I don't understand. Uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah, because you do have to see. I tried doing you know sprucing up my eyes a couple of times. Nah. Not not going full you know emo with mascara yeah. or anything like that. But yeah. you know, just trying to keep trying to keep the the panda eyes away. Yeah, uh, and I have done clinical trials with contact lenses before so I'm not actually that, that big of right. issue with, uh, with God I couldn't eye contact. but me and Wilma who's been on uh, who was on last week's episode uh -huh. he used to play this game called Eyeball Chicken where he would uh, go as far close as he could to my eyeball uh, and thinking. oh man <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> many times he would actually touch and uh. <laughs> so <laughs> but you know we survived Oh, it's, it's it's all it's all the it's in the head you see mind over matter do you know what I mean oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, as long as he doesn't touch the actual pupil or anything true true <laughs> Uh, but uh, Owen pulls up, or well, Dougal thinks Owen pulls up. Uh, we're lucky he can only afford a crappy new Ford Cortina. There's <laughs> <laughs> a Ford Cortina. I don't know a wild pile about cars. Is I, it not a pretty legendary car? I, it's, I might be completely wrong. I'll have to ask my dad, but I'm pretty sure dad had a Cortina way back in the day. I think they were pretty, like they were, they started out in the 70s and then they were. The new models models continued to come out that kind of thing just three so hatch every two or three pretty, years yeah it's a pretty iconic car I think yeah, well the funky Ford Cortina is, yeah. is uh, from a very famous early hip hop tune and there's there's a sad after song as well I believe oh really oh yes something Cortina maybe maybe, maybe. got a little red Corvette in my head now oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> little blue Cortina <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, automobiles and music, that's a podcast in itself. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, true, <laughs> true. Yeah, but then Owen does arrive in a chauffeur driven car. It's a bit more swanky looking. It, it looks like a sort yeah, of knockoff Bentley or something. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. Big, massive, uh, a big, massive, unnecessarily mm. boxy, uh, yeah. you know, uh, bonnet and everything. And uh, it's very much a case of don't meet your idols. Exactly. Because exactly. he turns into a fucking bratty little shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's where all the, the I suppose that's where the the joke comes from. The fact that you know he's projecting this this ridiculous image of complete. I don't know. Well, he has no wallet. I suppose that explains. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> big reveal, the big secret that he's got. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry for the spoilers, there, <laughs> listeners. You know, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we'll assume that you've already. Well, watched assume it, yeah. you've seen it at least seven yeah. times. You know? yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. more for this. But week, yeah, the joke comes from the fact. Yeah, it's actually a complete arsehole. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it was a great way of doing it. Like he was some sort of. Uh, you know, uh, Molly coddled mm. man child, sort yeah, of yeah. Hollywood sort of idea of you know a child star who'd never actually yeah. got beyond the, the rest of development of like yeah. an eight year old yeah. or something. Uh, it was to put to put that into the Don you know, Donald 
character was a brilliant piece of sort of mm. amalgamation because yeah. if you're going to say Daniel McDonald's an arsehole it's not necessarily the place you would go yeah, like if you were yeah. to make that comedic, comedic jump like yeah. uh, the first thing that he comes out was so what is this place then some kind of mental hospital his <laughs> <laughs> lines are all brilliant yeah, like, yeah. just such an asshole it's yes. fucking hilarious every, every word that goes out of his mouth is just yeah. absolutely perfect to a T yeah. and then he gets a bit huffy about the mm. fact that he has to go up to the door by himself yeah, yeah. <laughs> well to be fair you know they don't have a fucking driveway or anything you yeah. are walking across the mud <laughs> but he, he lifts he lifts the uh, he lifts the seat the seat rest the headrest of the seat in front of him just chokes right yeah, away yeah. <laughs> uh, ably demonstrating of course the, the proper uses of the headrest function as of a, course uh, to break windows and uh, re- release yourself from uh, drowning cars <laughs> I think they're actually designed for that I believe really yeah. uh, ah. well I have seen it in a sort of Internet video, uh, right? That, yes, uh, that makes sense. A girl, well, it's a Japanese. There's two metal prongs, and then you can, yeah. Yeah, it was like this Japanese TV show where they were teaching this girl that this is what they're for. So you basically mm-hmm. take them out, and because they are two metal prongs, you can just use them to stab two pressure points in the window, and the window will shatter without, ah. without actually drowning you. So if you just sit there, try to open the door, the pressure of the water will. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So uh, as long as we're educational. Well, if I drive into the lagging later on, I'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you really think the lagging's at you? Yeah. <laughs> Surely all the shopping trolleys and stuff. And true, yeah. true, yeah. Oh, to be fair, the council does drive that river quite often. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, they do. They do a lot of rowing on the river, so it must be reasonably clean. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Uh, but Owen has Ted and Dougal's number as soon as he meets them. I'm Owen McLove. That's who I am. <laughs> Hello, Owen. You're very welcome. Right. Well, I'll leave you alone then. I'll talk to these two. Yes, sir. What'll I do if the old one says something and I don't know what to say back to him? Just, just, I don't know. What about the tech look one? He's looking to be weird. Owen! I smell wee. Where's that one? It's this one here. This one smells a wee. Well, what happens if the old one starts talking to me? I don't know what to say. <laughs> this thick one's looking a bit... The thick one, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and someone smells a wee, and yeah. that's uh, obviously yeah. Jack. So he just comes in and says, says as he sees it. Yeah. You know, uh, and I suppose it's pretty galling when you, you... when I'm sure you've experienced it yourself. Somebody just comes in and just, you know... Somebody has your number within a couple of seconds, yeah. Well, well not even yeah, that, just... Uh, it just totally ignores any sort of social mores mm. of. Oh, like, yeah, uh, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't mention such and such. Or, yeah. yeah. And just comes straight out and says it. And yeah. it's, it is usually quite refreshing. Uh, but in this yeah. case, maybe not so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Mrs. Doyle is extremely nervous. As, point, you, as you would be, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. To the point where she fails in her, in her you know, her, her usual bread and butter <laughs> task of uh, exactly. serving the tea. Because <laughs> she She'll not like that. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Could be the greatest moment of her career. Exactly. Aunt, since the Three Bishops. But, oh. uh, and again, she, she fails miserably because she shakes all over the She's such a brilliant physical actor as well. She's so good at the, that kind of thing, you know. The yes, exactly, kind of yes. Things, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do think the, the physical acting of, mm. of all the Ted characters has yeah. sort of been overlooked over the years, yeah, uh, yeah. and I'm trying to sort of bring that to mm. m- sort of more attention, hopefully. Oh, nice. uh, but as soon as he as soon as he talks to her, he, she faints immediately, mm. as uh, as every well, it's a good fit as well. That's right. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just straight uh, straight Beautiful. over timber. Uh, it just it just reminded me actually now reading that. Uh, there used to be a Michael Jackson video I had, like uh, with all his pop music videos on it. Right. And at the very start, there was this montage of just people fainting at his concert. Right. And it's like, oh. like there were dozens of people at concerts. Like, it's yeah. what, what is that reaction like? What? I don't know. Well, it's usually I would assume they were 
predominantly young women, were they? Uh, they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, you see that footage of the Beatles when they came to America. It's, it's I don't, yeah, it still happens today. What I'm well, talking about, it really does. Well, one direction, know, still one direction, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but what do you know? Yeah. Just hormones or. <laughs> the blood just drains just, your yeah, head yeah, yeah. straight down. But you know, yeah, no, I, I literally just had that flashback just this minute. But uh, yeah, they had yeah. they were crowd surfing girls from like you know halfway back in the crowd, yeah. and then the, the security had to take them off and stretch them out. So Crazy. Uh, but yeah, so the, mm. the sort of demagoguery of it. Yeah. Uh, you have to be careful when you have such charisma, you know. Yeah, exactly. one does, you know. Exactly, exactly. You power, etc. You know, use it for uh, great response. Uh, yeah. Great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and then. Uh, then the hordes appear. The hordes, from, yes. Uh, from outside the uh, brilliant. <laughs> well, it was a brilliant little reveal because mm. again, it was a complete uh, a complete left turn. Mm. I, I do remember seeing that and thinking, "Oh fuck, zombies!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and <laughs> again, Father had his power to surprise you so well. Like mm. when when the little square bit of dirt was on the window. Yeah, there was no way you could ever mm. connect that to that being becoming yeah. a Hitler yeah. moustache like yeah. uh, until he actually goes and does it like so. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we come back from the break and Dougal thinks he can outsmart one. He's, oh, you're not afraid of the dark, are you? <laughs> it, it, it only happens when the sun. Uh, uh, it, it's got something to do with clouds. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Poor <laughs> yeah. Dougal finally thinks he got something he can. Yeah, pretty much. Home. Yeah. Somebody's actually got the same mental capacity as him. But exactly, yeah. Owens just got a bit more cool for school. <laughs> and Dougal Streetwise. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and they do sort of make a sort of uh, a friendly rivalry mm. that uh, sort of two two sort of eight to ten year old boys usually make, you know, when they're yeah. first sort of thrust into it. Not like having Cyril Macduff kind of thing. Exactly. You know, same yeah. kind of dynamic, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit diff- different though because they actually managed to get chatting to each other, which they haven't had. Mm. Cyril and and uh, and Dougal never actually chatted to each other that much. No. They they, they exchanged they exchanged lines. Yeah. But they didn't yeah. actually have conversations. Like. Right. Yeah. Uh, the last good one was the football episode. Yeah. I actually watched that straight after I watched the McLaughlin. Oh, brilliant! Just, yeah. just for, why not? Of course. Well, it's exactly. there. Why not? You know. More Ted. More Ted. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he was just pulling the flag. Yeah. Away. yeah. <laughs> just yeah. to be a dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Uh, but then there's trouble on the rope line when they go out and they see their, uh, uh, you know, their their mass, huddled masses mm. of, uh, of fans. How do they introduce? How do they? How do they realise that the women are out there again? Is there a knock on the door? I can't remember. Uh, I no, know. They, they do just go out because they're about to leave. Oh uh, yeah, crowd, that's right. The that's right. Sitting waiting for them. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it is sort of the the celebrity pop star mm. Beatlemania sort of yeah. idea as well. Yeah. Like they're all just camped outside Ooh. and then slowly just sort of <laughs> want to want to grab them. <laughs> and one's reaction is, "Go away, you big pile of dirty old biddies." <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, want to catch the menopause. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Allah loves them. Those lads are brilliant, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. And there's a lovely wee moment where Dougal mischievously locks him out and leaves him there, he just leaves him for dead. That's so right. he knows exactly yeah, what yeah. he's doing because he looks it out the door. Just Pauline, like sh- is it Pauline, his assistant? Is that her name? Uh, Drags him in again. Uh, no, not Pauline. It's. Uh, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the author, aren't I? You are, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. God, what is her name? That lady's a singer as well, from what I, from what yes, I understand. Uh, yeah, Patsy. Patsy, that's um, the one. I knew it was a P. Uh, yeah, indeed, yeah. Is Patsy there? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Doyle Kennedy is her name. Yes, and yes, she is, uh, that's right. She's a musician, and quite a, an accomplished one as well. Mm. So again, they, they got a lot of uh, they do have a lot of music connections in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would come from Graham 
wor and Arthur, I believe, both worked on Hot Press uh, magazine. I think that's where they met. Yeah. Uh, and there was something. They was it. There was in some way. What was it again? Uh, were they involved in a musical project of some kind as well? As in a musical theater? Like no, like a you know, like a, a group. Oh, um, I don't know why Joshua Tree's coming. In. I know Joshua Tree's the UT, uh, UT yes, album, but the Joshua Trio. Joshua Arth Trio Arthur's, was that it? Yeah, Arthur's U2 tribute band. Yes, uh, I don't yes. think Graham was involved in that, but oh, uh, it wasn't. Uh, right, right. But yeah, that's uh, that's where sort of the genesis of Tag came from. So mm. between songs, Arthur would play this character, and one of them was uh, uh, a, a priest who sermonized. Mm. And at the end, do you remember the first episode, the Funland episode? Yeah. Uh, a baby has been caught. A small child has been caught in the yeah. tunnel of goats. Uh, that was him doing his fathered head or uh, that character ah. uh, in the show. There you go. Uh, so yeah, the Joshua Trio. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so, Ted, so Ted's bad influence. Yeah, Dougal's mischievous. I don't think a season one Dougal would have done that. Ted, Ted's bad influence over the years is really mm. starting to uh, rub yeah. off Dougal now. Yeah. He's getting much more, um, you know, he's, he's, well, he's much more bold these days. Yeah, well, as a side thought, um, what are your feelings about season three? I know, like, Graham and uh, Arthur. Yeah, and Arthur. Uh, I know a couple of episodes they weren't happy with. They found it was becoming a bit more, a bit I don't know, cliched maybe. Uh, and like the sheep episode they mentioned, I remember them talking about that. Well, well how do you rate the third uh, season? Well, the Turby, who was one of our guests, was really not looking forward to season three. Right. I was. There is there is a few duds in season three. Mm. Uh, the kid caves episode. Yeah. Uh, I really don't don't like that much. You don't like it now. Uh, there's a couple others that we we did recently the football episode wasn't as strong as I remember it being right, uh, right and the sheep episode I was actually I was actually uh, surprised with that one mm -hmm. how much more I laughed than I thought it would well I think it's you know your opinion of it was formed well I watched it obviously when I was a child and like the sheep one and the, the football one they were I just found them hilarious yeah, like, at the yeah, time yeah. but saying that um, maybe if it came out now, maybe a different opinion. You know? uh, I do. I do think they still hold up. Mm. Uh, you know, if if season three just dropped now, like say mm. they lost the footage and it just dropped now, I think yeah. they would still hold up. Uh, there was also the thing that you know it's been two years since the Christmas episode and season three. Oh right. Uh, I haven't done the Christmas episode yet, so oh, right. uh, I'm going to be doing that close to Christmas. But uh, you know, so th there was a much people were fucking desperately waiting for mm. it. Like you know, imagine you know two years waiting for a new yeah. episode. Uh, so people were much more, you know, forgiven. Yeah. Or oh, not forgiving, that's the wrong word, but much more hyped for it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I do think there's some classics in season three. There yeah. is some oh, top definitely. fiver episodes oh, in yeah. season three. Well, Speed 3 is in season three, Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's that's one of the joint frontrunners, I think, for the yeah. top fives that I'm getting. Uh, like, I don't think... I think they were, uh, they were running out of... Not steam, if you want, mm. but like they were, they were starting to get tired with it. Like I yeah. don't think it would have sustained for another season. No, which is, no. I think they knew that at the time. Yeah, and it is funny that what I was going to mention was that Owen isn't a priest, and the best guest episodes they've had, the best guests yeah. in season three weren't priests. Like Pat yeah. Mustard wasn't a priest. I suppose which shows there's only I suppose there's only so far you can take take it with priests. Exactly, really, yeah. you know? And Noah Furlong, who was the standout yeah. candidate in the Caves episode, had already been on the show twice. Uh -huh. uh, so uh -huh. he was a well established character. Like. Yeah. Uh, so when they when they sort of broadened out beyond the priests, mm. they uh, you know they had, they had much more fertile ground. That's true. Yeah. But I suppose maybe they felt a bit hemmed in by the fact that 
they sort of established that there's all these crazy priests. Because yeah. there's a few things that don't happen in season three. Uh, there's no, there's no father. Larry Duff. Oh, is there not? Well, not so far, unless no. he turned up the last episode, which I don't right. really does. No, I uh, so. Mrs. Doyle hasn't said, I'll go on, oh. in the whole of season three. Yeah, uh, it was a while, it was a bit it had, yeah. tired after the first couple exactly, of times, yeah. anyway, like, you know. Well, exactly, yeah. uh, we, we did a running count, I think we're up to 41. Really? Yeah. Is it that often? Uh, well, we took, you know, in the, uh, in the Fit and Stack episode, uh -huh. just got the cue cards, we counted those, and I thought that was a bit of a cheat. I think oh, apart from that, it was right, about 26. Right. Okay, okay. And right. 25 of them were, or 15 of them or something was in one episode. So oh, right, yeah. okay. Because okay. I was thinking it wasn't, it couldn't be that, you know, like, that would be almost every episode. Yeah, exactly. Episode, <laughs> like, you know? Well, you see, catchphrases these days, Little Britain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, but it was probably in every episode, like, probably True. two or three times, so. True. But, yeah, no, I, I, I do think, I do think it's a, it's grand enough as eight episodes, mm. and, you know, kicking Bishop Brown off the arse was a classic mm. episode, and you know this is a classic episode, and uh, Speed Three is a classic episode. So I do think it, it, yeah. it holds up. I think it ended just right. Mm. I can't actually remember Definitely. what I think of the, the final episode going to America. I do, mm. I do think it was a bit weak. Just that priest character. My initial feeling now about it is that it was a wee bit weak as well. Well, Tommy Ternan was great in it. He was, yeah. But yeah. the American priest was just. Yeah, Buzz Cagney. Yeah, 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 is a really sort of wooden, sort of tree trunk of a character mm. compared to everyone else. Like, yeah, but we'll get to it next week. I haven't. I need to get a guest for next week. I've just realised. Oh. <laughs> uh, so Somebody'll come crawling out somewhere. Well, exactly. Yeah, a lot of people always ask to be on the show that I haven't got around to getting to. So oh, we'll right. see. But anyway, oh uh, uh, yeah. So they, they actually they close the door behind them, and the the arms come through the door. Oh yeah, very, that's very, right. uh, very, very, very Romero. Yeah, exactly, and. Uh, <laughs> Dougal's reaction is to sit and watch until he's instructed to start helping <laughs> upon which he starts slapping Ted's hand instead of the, uh, <laughs> the intruder's hand that's right and Jack's reaction is just pull up a pew with a drink in his hand of course of course <laughs> and just yeah, enjoy the show absolutely uh, and then uh, when they finally get uh, when they finally get into the safety of the sitting room Owen just sits rifling through the uh, rifling through all their belongings and just assessing what he wants so yeah take pretty it much home pretty for much. later uh, and then we get a very um, out of character one for Jack and wait like wolves. <laughs> the smell of blood in their nostrils. <laughs> waiting. Interminably waiting. <laughs> and then... He's right, Ted. When he actually speaks about seven lines of dialogue... He is a, yeah, he, is a, he gets to... Uses acting chops for the first yes, time, probably yeah. in the whole series, really, well, you know. I have written down, it's the longest line that yeah. he's ever had. Can I, I wonder, can I remember it? They lie and wait like wolves. Yeah. Etc. Yeah, yeah. The scent of blood in their nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great, though. And great wee moment. The, uh, <laughs> they don't even pay any remarks to it mm. when they just go, he's right, Ted. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. You think they would have made. Jack, that was very. Yeah, nope. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did spend half an episode trying to teach him about three phrases. Yeah. So you'd think be, Holy shit! What's happening? Some, some all-purpose phrases like that would be an ecumenical matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all purposes such as uh, episode podcast titles and indeed, stuff. Like, yeah. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> uh, and then we see uh, one's uh, one's record cover is uh, red yes. sleeve cover. Yes. And the album Owen McLove, Owen McLove notes. Yeah, 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 that's right. Where he's dressed up as an adult baby. It's, and, and it's amazing. Group. It really is. Well, how, how does your album uh, 
uh, ARPs come to being? Do you just pick yourselves or do you have just a wrecking uh, company? Uh, a wrecking company? Well, that'd be nice, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, the manager of the. Uh, yeah, well, it's Chris and the band, he does a bit of uh, graphic design, is that the correct? Uh, yeah. Term, yeah, yeah, he does Photoshop and all that kind of crack, you know. So the last one, we, we he had a clock on his wall and he literally took a picture of that and photoshopped it and made it look different. <laughs> so that was it. Yeah. That was it. So it yeah, works, eh? yeah, the album's <laughs> called Coming of Age. So we thought, well, well something time. Really, you know? <laughs> it really was a last minute job, you know. The album yeah, right. isn't yeah. our forte, really, you know. Well, it's about the music, isn't it? It's, <laughs> about, exactly. the, it's about the live show. Exactly. Uh, exactly. It's about the. What was the phrase? The Kelly Cycle Cycle Kelly. Who said that, by the way? Because I, I saw that. That was a dude. Was a dude that interviewed us for a radio station. I think it was in. Might have been Highland Radio. Highland, uh, like, uh, yeah, it was Donegal anyway. But he just came out with it. We're like, jeez, we're going to steal that actually for our, for our marketing materials, you know. <laughs> well, invent that, invent that genre, you're mm. probably in there. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe you could retro, uh, you know, retrofit it to the Pogues or any exactly, stuff or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, we find out Dougal's not very good at uh, estimating crowd sizes, but there's probably about seventeen That's million. <laughs> that is, I was talking earlier about lines that we quote in the in the band. That'll be one of them. Yeah, you know, we're about to play in the, we're, you know, in the, I don't know, we're about to go on stage, and I was like, oh, geez, there's only about, 50, I'd say there's, I'd say there's about seventeen million. Right there, you know? And uh, what kind of what kind of crowds? Like, what's the biggest crowd you played? Like, would you be the biggest, the biggest crowd? crowd would have been twenty thousand. At, um, oh yeah, right. yeah, well, they weren't there to see us, unfortunately. <laughs> well, they stuck around, like, so... Well, uh, it was last year we got asked to do, when uh, Dublin won All Ireland, we were asked to do their homecoming. And so we, right? we set up at the top of O'Connell Street and then, then the whole of O'Connell Street, basically. It was just uh, yeah, yeah. along the streets. For so the that was the biggest. And then the second biggest that's actually been a crowd, probably... Five or six thousand. Right, yeah. brilliant. That so was it's, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, pretty yeah, good. Well yeah, like you still have a you still have a massive mm. following. Like uh, you know, I've, I've heard people like since I've met you, mm. I've, I've just encountered loads of people who have already already oh, got your great. records and stuff. So uh, yeah, I was a bit late to the party then. Oh, <laughs> well. uh, but then what have you had? What I consider the line of the show uh, when uh, Owen and Dougal are become rivals in the kitchen. I'm hungry. Where's the jam? <laughs> You're not supposed to eat before your dinner. You should have. <laughs> I'm going McLove. I can do what I like. <laughs> I've got a terrible secret. Do you? Yeah. What is it? I'm not telling you. <laughs> Owen. What? Don't eat the jam from the jar. You leave me alone. I can have you killed. And, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Owen jam. Said, yes. Uh, you're not supposed to eat your jam. You're not supposed to eat before dinner. <laughs> well, I'm Owen McLove. I can do what I like. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a few more choice lines from that mm, scene as well. I can have you killed, I believe. Does it yes, say that yeah. there? Or is it after? And, uh, well, the Ted comes in and admonishes him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, put that down. Killed. I could have you killed. <laughs> Where's he from? Is that yeah, is Monaghan or Calvin or somewhere? I think, I think so, yeah. Got a northern accent, I know, of some kind. Well, I, I did an episode over in the um, over in the Edinburgh Festival, uh-huh. and uh, I had arranged to meet Michael Keane, this comedian, uh, a good friend of mine. Right. And uh, after I'd made all the arrangements and maybe flight back and stuff, I mm. found out the night I was going back, I was getting playing at half ten, mm. and something like twenty five past ten. Uh, Owen McLove 
fucking Father Demo and yeah. Father Stone were all doing a fucking triple header. Yeah, I like they seem thing. to do a lot of those yeah. things. Yeah, I only found out after a bit we fucking take it. Set up, it's always the way. But they have showed up in uh, pro wrestling together as well. The three of them. I think a vague rec- something of maybe on Facebook or something I saw a clip of that yeah 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 yeah, so they come out and uh, Owen McLove's there just you know bit in the crowd with you know (laughs) I've no witty witty." (laughs) and you know the hero wrestler would come in and uh, Owen would uh, distract him and then Father Demo would come in with a steel chair and knock him out the back (laughs) god so well you know at least they're yeah at least they're they're getting a bit of work exactly exactly (laughs) Uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen him uh, perform do you know Jerry Ross at all uh, no, he's a friend of mine from a moment. He was doing right. uh, he was doing stand up in the in Daly's Comedy Club, mm. and I went to see him. And it was actually Owen McLove was headlining. Ah, right. And Jerry was saying that uh, under no circumstances was the words of Owen McLove ever to be mentioned backstage. Oh, uh, backstage, yeah, right, and right, his, right. His entire, uh, you know, his entire material was not was none to do with that. Yeah, head. yeah. I can see, like, I can completely understand that. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know Pauline, or yeah, Pauline McGlynn, isn't it? Yeah, she's a big Aston Villa fan as well. Mm. Of course, yes, mm, that's very yeah. true. Actually, Logie, yeah. Logie and her band emailed her one time saying, uh, "I really like you, and I like Aston Villa." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or words to that effect. Sorry, Logie, I'm sure it was more profound than that. <laughs> but she replied and everything as well. So yeah, it's oh, pretty fantastic. Cool. Yeah, but Aston Villa fans, they do. There is a sort of weird common bond. Yeah, it's yeah. like you, you do find different ones everywhere. Like yeah, you'd be yeah. coming out, you'd be crossing a road, and uh, somebody's about to knock See you over. It's got a yeah, fucking Aston Villa. Villa. Well, an Aston Villa fucking air freshener. Or oh something. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Tom Hanks and uh, oh Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's oh, that's that's a pretty big coup for you well, there. Exactly, I'm yeah. telling you. Well, well, we've got I'm a Liverpool fan. We've got Samuel L. Jackson and. Uh, We've got a couple of good ones like yeah, amateur. Sure. It's Tom Hanks. So yeah, <laughs> two, two Oscars in a row. Come on. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. I suppose in those terms, he, he wins. Well, but, we've uh, also got uh, Prince Prince William and uh, David Cameron. Who, who forget? Oh who yeah. Oh yeah. Us. Now you uh, can't claim Cameron. Actually, why would you want to claim well, Cameron? I know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, like I said, you can see why they would. I don't know. D- not distance themselves. Well, I suppose they are kind of in a way. Are they? Distance. Well, in Paul Lynn's uh, I was trying to sympathise with her position because yeah. she probably for about five or six years after she probably couldn't get a role where nobody thought oh it's That's this true. is Doyle we'll put her in yeah. some comedy thing and she'll make some funny faces and do a yeah. funny voice where she obviously did want to be a bit more thespy mm. if you want like a bit more meaty yeah. acting roles yeah. um, so she probably had to sort of cut herself off from that and stop making uh-huh. that association yeah. but then I found out since the start of the podcast uh, that she did <laughs> she did a, you know, do your tax return ads you right. Get, oh, I, I right, go yeah. on. I go on. Oh, really? Did I go on. Get your tax returned in. Oh. And that was about four years after Ted finished. Oh, really? So didn't know that. She was yeah, but I do I do sort of see where she's coming from. But then again, you can see you the know. point. Well, it's a bit like you know, it's a bit like Radiohead not playing creep for all that time. You know, yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah. You've you've done something that's given joy to a lot of people. So why would you you know give the people what they want? But, you know what I mean? Well, see, maybe I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know. See, if I was real, I'd, I'd hate to play creep every fucking night. Oh yeah, no, I'm, that's I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you can see where they're coming from, but on the other yeah. hand, do your yeah. own job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no creep. It's, I, I absolutely despise that song. Yeah, it's not one of my favorites. It's, uh, yeah. it's, you know, it's, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. But yeah. that was him trying to sabotage the song. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Mrs Doyle makes a cake for Owen. Owen, oh, um, Mrs Doyle wants to know, 
Would you like a cake? Who? <laughs> Mrs. Doyle, this woman here. All right. Uh, it's banana. She says she knows it's her favourite. Oh, God, yeah, I love that. I'll eat that. No one else is getting any. This is all for me. <laughs> Hold on. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. What's happening? I'm scared. I, I don't know how to tell you this, but um, Mrs Doyle, in an unusual move, has uh, baked a jumper in the cake. <laughs> Because uh, mm. she knows, of course, that it's just two short things we mentioned earlier. Uh, but uh, she she goes the extra step of baking the cake and uh, baking the jumper inside the cake. Indeed, yes. Which means he can't wear the jumper, but he's happy to eat the cake. No, oh, I would have yeah, said yeah. it'd be the other way around. Mm. You can still wear the jumper if you just put it through the wash. But yeah, the, of course. You yeah. eat the cake, you're just still going to get it. some fluff. That's all oh, right. Nothing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, be wet. Especially, yeah, wool especially those jumpers. Oh god, I. And especially yeah. fresh wood as well. There'd be you know a lot True. of a lot of fibres coming off it. Yeah, actually, for my twenty fourth birthday, I had a cake jumper made for me by oh, a really? friend at the time. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Well, I had this horrendous looking jumper that I got in a charity shop. It was like a golf jumper. It had like cotton golf balls on it so it was like right. it was a three dimensional jumper it had like moving parts <laughs> <laughs> right okay. and she got that she got that print of that made into a cake so yeah oh, I, had, I had my own cake jumper there you go there yeah. you go we should, make, we should make it a thing just everyone has to get a definitely well yeah. another great British break-off is uh, there you go has gone to Channel 4 BBC needs to step in with like, right enough yeah. and now of the rights Channel 4 yeah exactly there yeah. you go <laughs> we should have a cake jumper week you know? yeah, exactly yeah yeah uh, but uh, as, as Dougal ascertains uh, that they need a distraction of some sort, they, they mm. need a diversion. Diversion, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, Jack's about to pipe up with a uh, with gritty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his idea is a bit, uh, a bit asinine, yeah, and drink fat or scared. Yeah, yeah. And they reverted to type. <laughs> well, <laughs> I do believe. Speech. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe. I, I might be wrong with this, and mm. hopefully somebody will comment. Uh, that that's the first time he said those four words in that order, is it? Drink, fuck, arse, girls. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. It seems like because he always says drink, fuck, arse. Oh, you're so, so yeah, yeah. And then girls sort of became another one, mm. sort of subsequently around season two. You might be right. And then, but then yeah, so then we. Mm. But there you go. Yeah, that's the. That's, there you go. That's the that's the clip that you can use in the mm-hmm. rear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Uh, yeah, so Douglas actually comes up with a reasonably good idea. We should put some bingo on. <laughs> a <laughs> massive game of bingo. Yeah. Well, you know, Douglas is usually a bit apprehensive about, you know, yeah. offering ideas. And they're usually quite good ones. Yeah. And this yeah. is another reasonably good one. But that's Ted just fucking blocks every fucking idea. Yeah, Ted was, a bit, Ted was a bit negative there. He didn't yeah. have to be so harsh at poor Dougal there. That he was trying, like. You yeah, know? I'm sure they could, <laughs> you know, with all the stuff that's in the house, they could assemble together something oh, appropriating a bingo. Oh, yeah, exactly. Maybe not the, the big machine that rolls the balls around, yeah. but, you know. A, a few scraps of paper yeah. rolled up into a fucking big yeah a bin and just shake it off mm-hmm. <laughs> although yeah. I'm not sure that episode would have worked if it devolved into <laughs> just to give a big go <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know you, you yeah. never know there might be some comedy in that I don't know Graham and Arthur have a lot of uh, yeah that's true <laughs> that's true uh, but the, the seizures as I've taken to call them <laughs> seizures <laughs> they, they try a different tactic of uh, flattering Ted no no way go on home shoot oh father we just wanted to tell you that was a brilliant mass you did last Sunday. Oh, well, well, thank you. I, I was very happy with the sermon, actually. <laughs> oh, yes. How did it start again? Uh, let's see, what was it? Uh, I think it was the actor Nick Berry who oh, said... Uh, sorry, Father. Uh, we can't hear you very well through the window. Right. 
I think it was the actor Nick Berry who said that. Oh, there he is! He's asleep! Oh. Oh. <laughs> Isn't he lovely? Oh. You're not interested in my sermon at all! What's going on? Why is the window open? You can't hold it back upstairs! Get up! And of course it works a charm. Of course, yeah. Oh, yeah, play up to his ego, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, uh, they say it was a lovely mass, he said, mm -hmm. and the, the actor he quotes was Matt Perry, was it? Or Matt, uh, Matt, oh, he was like, I believe it was the actor that, uh, who said, I can't remember. Yeah, mm. I think it was uh, Matt Perry, not Matt Berry, I think, who's not the Friends actor, but uh, an English sort of mid-table actor right. who was in a, a, you know, a few TV shows in around the late 90s oh, would okay. recognise his face right. if I'm thinking of the right person right. Uh, I might be thinking no, of probably it seems like someone yeah, ever quote alright he, he, he would have been one of, the, <laughs> one of the lead stars of the bill or something and then mm. would have also got like an ITV drama sort of thing yeah. uh, but uh, <laughs> they, see, they break through and they see him and they see him sleeping and he's like oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but is there not before that they throw the brick in the window. Oh yes, of course, yeah. yes. Or is that a not? A yes, it is. Sorry, yeah, I have yeah, yeah. skipped over that. So they, they go into yeah, proper, is lovely. The proper siege, uh, <laughs> siege tactics of throwing messages <laughs> on bricks through window. <laughs> and in, in wonderfully, you know, wonderfully uh, symmetrical block lettering. Yeah, yeah. We tell one we think he's lovely. Yeah. You think there were a bit more personal penmanship in that? Uh, yeah. It was very, very functional lettering. I just wanted a supple catch-all message something yeah. we can all agree on I suppose yeah make sure there's no ambiguity as to what the <laughs> what the message is uh, but when they get in they, they do actually breach quite well because they breach upstairs as well mm. which is quite nimble for a group well, of pensioners they did well, yeah, yeah. well to be fair uh, but uh, the place becomes a museum when they get in they're like oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Jack is stranded amongst them and yeah. they, at least they leave him alone at least they're not nuns I suppose yeah you know, exactly they can yeah. tolerate that uh, <laughs> and uh, they're in the strand of the bathroom and uh, Patsy mm. and, and Ted worry about what's going to happen to the little ones that's see that was one I was going to ask you about that was that a direct line from Dawn of the Dead it does seem very familiar when I heard it uh, I, I don't think it's Dawn of the Dead no, I haven't mm. as I said I haven't seen it yeah. but it was sort of a, a thing from films yeah. around that time it's, it's maybe like, it's just a trope uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just one of those tropes yeah, that yeah. it's the young ones I worry about yeah, yeah. Like it's all funny. those post-apocalyptic sort of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it turned around, they turned around. They're playing Hardy Hands. That's right. Uh, uh, do you ever used to play that? I thought I might have done once or twice. Yeah. yeah. Well, they yeah. were playing it wrong. They weren't enforced. They played it wrong. No. Well, you're supposed to go. Uh, you, you put your hands together. Yeah. And one person gets to turn to slap you. Ah, uh, so it's like. Laugh. Yes, and if they slap you. You know, yeah. there's no points or anything. They yeah. They, they, they aim at the game as a heart the other person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the, those uh, those bonding tactics of, yeah. of boys where it's as much pain as you can inflict on them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're supposed to, uh, if they move without you having taken the slap, mm. they get a free slap. Ah. So that you I know get you. exactly. Yeah. And yeah. you're supposed to you're supposed to be able to dodge it. And if they if you if they go to hit you and you've dodged it, then mm. it's your turn. Right. Right. Again, one of those bonding tactics. There you go. We used to have a game in school called Killer Ball. Right. Uh, did you ever play this in Canterbury? No. no. Uh, so basically, you'd have a tennis ball or a football, whatever yes. ball you invariably have, and you throw it up against a flat gable wall. Right. And everyone of a group of twenty or thirty, no matter how many it was, everyone has to attempt to catch it. 
<laughs> if you go to catch it and you drop it, everyone's allowed to kick it in the arse. What? <laughs> and that, that's the entirety of the game. And you, you could spend hours playing it. It was freaking great. Very primitive gamesmanship and Oma there back um, in the, the day, the, you know. It was a boy's school, like, we, we, we could just oh, go yes, behind, yes, uh, yeah. behind the, uh, the, the back sheds with the, you know, the little lasses. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they, so they, they're breached and, and uh, they're saved by the sun up. The sun coming up, and it's like oh, Mrs. Yeah. Doyle steps in and yeah. says, "Your husbands might be worrying where their their breakfasts are." Mm. Early risers, these husbands, I must say. Well, yeah, exactly. Like seven a.m. Seven a.m. Yeah. They need their, their breakfast ready. But yeah, uh, yeah it goes back, it goes back to this old uh, old image of the old old woman of Ireland of the fifties mm-hmm. who was just there to yeah. to cook the dinner and wash the dishes and raise the raise the wains. Exactly, maybe about uh, ten or twelve wains as well. Like, so. and, and no more than that. <laughs> well, exactly. That's yeah. Literally yeah. Up. Uh, but uh, yeah, so from that we can sort of ascertain that Mrs. Doyle's husband is no longer in the picture because mm. she doesn't have to scarp her. Yeah. Right, where off? Oh, did you have those suitcases with you when you came? No, they're yours. I just liked a lot of stuff here, so I thought I'd pack it up and take it off with me. <laughs> oh, that's very cheeky. <laughs> well, I'm taking everything, and that's that. Come on, Patsy. I'm sorry, he's been so much trouble, Father. I think a lot of it has to do with this problem. Oh, yes, you mentioned something about that earlier. What is his problem? I have no way. <laughs> but uh, one helps himself with uh, two suitcases worth <laughs> of <laughs> swag. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, it might have... Basically, uh, Patsy apologises for his mm. overall behaviour, which, as I said, yeah. was hilarious. But, you know, if you had to actually deal with it, it would be nightmarish. It would be a hard man to work with, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have no way. <laughs> actually, now I think about... It's, uh, oh, what was your man's name in the Eurovision episode? Uh, off stage, he was completely different to off yes, stage yes. as well. So uh, I just just remembered that there. So well, yeah. that uh, somebody said that, that might have been uh, Terry Wogan was known for being a get, getting a bit sloshed, right? Off stage, right? And even during the during and the broadcast, he, go on, he was like a pro. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now get on the horse, giddy up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We deciphered all those as well, you know. We oh, put them into proper English, yeah. right? <laughs> so when it, the Getty Up one was, was that right, though? Uh, well, yes, the, uh, the Getty Up one. I think he was trying to say was, uh, uh, you know, you have to mentally prepare yourself and just uh, get on stage and do it. Oh, and, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Giddy up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, but you do, like, I'm a bit like that. That uh, you know, I'm a bit of a mumbler. Would mm. you believe? And you probably wouldn't if if, <laughs> if your only encounter with me is listening to this podcast because uh-huh. I usually do drown out everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, uh, you know, before I go on stage, I'm you know I'm, I'm not a ton, I'm not a bundle of nerves or anything, mm. but I'm very sort of introverted and very yeah I'm uh, quiet and stuff. I'll uh, when I'm yeah I, I would have to be on my own before before a gig. Yeah. Well, not not like a you know not like we're playing a wedding in Castle Blaney or something. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna be in. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, get psyched up. Hobble <laughs> room, room three one eight or something. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my fresh tiles? Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, you need a wee bit of a load time. I think. You know, yeah, you, you need a bit of warming up, up, all that kind of shit. You know. But then as soon as you get on, like as soon as oh, the door yeah. opens, I'm immediately yeah. I'm there. I'm right. I'm oh, ready yeah. to go. And you know, do you do a bit of stand up yourself as well? Uh, I have been invited to quite a bit in the last couple of weeks actually. So You're I a braver man than me, I'm telling you. Well, I haven't done it yet. So oh, you yeah. haven't done it yet? No. Oh, right. Okay. And it has been it's like it is. It is <laughs> one of the like I do. I do have a lot more respect for stand ups than you know actors because they are sort of oh, out absolutely. there completely on their own. Oh yeah. With no sort of safety net. Like exactly. If, if I drop my lines. Yeah. You know, you'd hope that somebody can pull in and. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You catch you like. Yeah. Whereas if somebody heckles you and knocks you off your stride. 
it can be very difficult that's, to get back onto yeah, your team. Yeah. Like that's what a lot of things hecklers don't get. Is that what they're doing? If somebody's setting up a joke and they might be setting it up for two or three minutes and then somebody go, Yeah, but your arse looks big, huh? Yeah. And it just yeah. knocks you completely off your stride. Nah, Either you have to respond or ignore it, with which yeah. case then the heckler becomes the fucking exactly. the center of the attention, exactly. which is what they wanted. Yeah. I don't know. Fucking hecklers. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but see, there, there's this thing in theatre that, you know, everyone should shut up and not even, you know, shuffle in their seats, mm. which I don't, I don't get yeah. either. I think theatre should be a lot more, should, there should yeah. be a freedom for audiences to be more interactive. Well, they used to be, like, when they yeah. started off, they were, you know, they were fucking bear pits, basically, you know? Well, exactly, yeah, back, back in Shakespeare's time, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, uh, you know, people would go up and they'd see, you know, somebody who was, resembled somebody they, they mm. know from school and go, oh yeah, that's you, Jimmy! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that sort of shared experience is what a lot of people are getting out of, but yeah. they've sort of, Theatre as a whole is just sort of sidelined that whole crowd, mm. and now they're only getting these sort of chin stroking people. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it just makes it such a fucking. And it becomes more than it by, by nature. It's more exclusive to exactly yes to and that particular exclusion. Exactly then, yeah. yes, yeah. And so people are intimidated to go to the theatre or art galleries or wherever that you might feel intimidated by you know exactly basically yeah. art you know. Exactly, like yeah. So, p- p- like, why why is there this notion of silence in a fucking art gallery? Like, yeah. it's not as if you're yeah. drowning out the paintings because yeah. the paintings are fucking silent. Exactly. Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, you just sort of sit there and chin stroke and yeah, exactly. you know, draw a bit. Like, yeah, oh, oh, the only uh, thing I can think to do when I'm in those situations is to yeah look intelligent or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. <laughs> you know. And sometimes you want to laugh at the pittance. You know, sometimes they're shit. <laughs> you should be afraid to fucking say that. Yeah. You'd be fucking scorned from the place. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Philistine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but uh, Ted achieves his lifelong dream uh, to mm. be on TV. Well, Father, you've got four out of five right on your specialist subject, William Shatner's Tech Wars. So, if you get the general knowledge question right, the £500 will be yours. Oh no, people will think this is rigged. John Paul II. What was his name before he became Pope? <laughs> is this his first time, is it? Uh, well, I think he has. Well, he's been on Eurovision. Which oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, sorry, Eurosong. Eurosong, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Uh, no uh, copyright infringement. Yeah, no there. TMs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Dougal appreciated that he always wanted to get on TV and be mm. the sort of star of the show. Uh, but he's, he's a bit apprehensive at first until it turns out it's a cash prize. Oh, of course, of <laughs> course, yeah, yeah. And he's he's got his uh, he's got a special subject, William Shatner's Trek. Uh, Trek Wars, Trek yeah. Wars, yeah. He's got that down to a T. He's got his four out of four in that. And now all he has to do is enter a general knowledge question. Mm-hmm. And the question, of course, is mm-hmm. what was John Paul II's name before he became co- to Pope? And uh, do you know? I had to had to search. Mm. Did you know? No, no. I don't think I don't. I, I knew. His successor was Cardinal Ratzinger. Oh yeah, uh, I've known I knew that. But yeah. to be fair, I was born when he was yeah. papified. What's the word? Papa. Oh, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose he was pope for a long time before. Yeah, he was pope for fucking years. I think yeah. he's one of the longest serving ever. But uh, yeah. it's not Jim, as Ted finds <laughs> 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 out. Funny, yeah. It's uh, Karol Josef. Uh, now pronunciations is Polish. Uh, Wojt Wojtyla. Oh, okay. Wojtyla. Uh, there you go. I had to score out uh, a factoid that I thought was right uh, that I used to play pu- rugby for Poland. Right. Uh, and that was apparently just a. Oh, uh, yeah, an urban myth or something? Well, apparently it originated from a Rugby World Cup two- 1995 match program. Right. Uh, 
but clearly they were just taking the piss completely. So <laughs> Some copywriter was looking for, you know, yeah, a few <laughs> words extra, maybe. It, uh, it did get quite a lot of traction, that rumour. Mm. Uh, I had to actually search to get it uh, quashed because I, huh. uh, I thought that was true. There you go. But the look of disgust on Ted's face when he, <laughs> when he re- hears the question, <laughs> and you know it should be it should be his field of expertise. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you fucking bastard. Tough <laughs> yeah. Tough uh, to be fair, like uh, maybe I'm wrong. Would would your average priest know information like that? I don't know. Well, if they'd been serving as well. <laughs> well, you assume Ted Ted was serving while he was. You know, it would have been the biggest thing happening. Yeah. After the day, I suppose it's like Vatican II Council, like knowing from musicians like knowing Bono's real name or something but <laughs> well, well, do you know Bono's real name I think it's uh, Paul Houston or Paul Houston like yeah. yeah do you know the Edge's real name that's where I'm stumbling the Edge oh no don't actually <laughs> yeah um, but, uh, but maybe it's uh, you know that similar kind of knowledge base that you're drawn well, from I don't know it, that uh, prob- priest probably would know that yeah, yeah, but imagine. Well, I suppose it's just a trivia question. Like, if yeah, they're, if you're going to be on a quiz, <laughs> <laughs> I bet you every pastor knew it. Though. Oh, uh, yeah, all, all right. the audience knew. Definitely. Uh, but uh, yeah, so overall, your thoughts on the episode? Uh, like I say, a lot of these, a lot of times when I'm looking back on these, it's coloured by my own experience as a child watching it with the family and stuff, and just communal laughter, that kind of thing, and wetting ourselves laughing basically yeah, yeah. Um, and I really like the episode because uh, I'm kind of you know I have a uh, like a love hit relationship with country music and stuff like that and I like I like what they've done with with Daniel O'Donnell uh, uh, the character yeah. <laughs> but uh, no it's great I mean marks out of 10 I would give it it <laughs> well, funny you say that. Uh, I just searched while you're on the while you're on What's the mic. The IMDb is it? It's eight point seven. There you go. There which you is go. actually one of the lower ones of season uh, season three. Oh, is it? And I don't think it deserves to be one of the lower ones. No. Uh, it's not quite the lowest. The lowest was uh, was the caves episode. Uh huh. Um, but uh, yeah, eight point seven. I would give it a bit higher. Like the higher ones, we're getting nine point three and stuff. Right. Right. I would actually consider this a top fiver. Mm. Of all. Uh, I have I've got about ten contenders for top five. Mm. <laughs> I was go- I was initially going to do a top ten, and then realised very yeah. quickly that it's going to be the whole series. Uh, yeah. So to make it a bit more challenging, a top mm. five. I do think it. Uh, I was worried, you know, in the first two or three minutes that it wasn't actually going to make the cut, but just it started pretty weakly. I thought. Yeah. yeah especially yeah. that the very very odd cutaway sequence they had at the, fr- the start of the episode. The TV, the thing he was yeah. watching. Yeah, I didn't get that really at all. And no. the other cutaway was. Ted's inspiration it was, yeah, it was a bit off pace or something. Yeah, it, it didn't quite work. Like it, I agree. Yeah, um, you know, it was fair enough on its own, but it didn't quite fit into the episode. Yeah, but then every time Owen McLove was on screen, the the entirety of his they, performance, yeah. even when he was playing, you know, the character Owen McLove, yeah. he was doing that perfectly. Like, it was uh, brilliant. You know, he's asking Ted the question. Uh, <laughs> I think this might be a bit of a fix and he puts his hand over his, mouth, over his face <laughs> and a sort of full shock <laughs> like just the, the wee touches like that like yeah that it's so perfect so good and you know even uh, you know, Patsy playing sort of the straight man to mm. to Owen McLove as well was, uh-huh. was perfectly realised and Dougal's rivalry with him and the, the zombie sort of tropes that they were using yeah. and that, yeah. that it introduces so uh, so or- not so organically mm. and so creatively yeah, so I, I, many I, great scenes on it. Exactly, and the lines, so, so many lines. quotable lines. Uh, in fact, the line in the show that I picked, uh, "I'm own love, I can do what I like." The only mm. reason I picked that is because it sort of personifies the character so mm. well. But I c- you could have picked 
Yeah. You could have picked ten lines that he yeah. said there. Uh, I have no willy. Of course he has. <laughs> I could have yeah. been killed. <laughs> what is this? Which you wonder was this a, a birth condition or was it perhaps in some kind of showbiz school where they like castrated him? Yeah. So he was in a perpetual state of childhood. Or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, th- th- maybe the Disney Club or something. Yeah. Remember they used to have child presenters. Well, I don't remember this, but you know mm. Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. Oh yeah. And Christina yeah. Aguilera were all in this Disney Club, and yeah. there was a British version which I don't remember because we never had Sky. No, I don't remember. I think, I think it was only on the Mickey Mouse Club. I think it was called. Wasn't yeah, it? there was one. Yeah, there was one on ITV called that. Uh, but I think there was also you know the children's presented one mm. on Sky on the Disney Channel. Right. Uh, which I never saw, but. Yeah, maybe that's what they do in Disney, you know? <laughs> maybe that's what they do. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put that into the top five right. contenders. And it yeah, is actually I, I probably, if I, if I saw a list of them, I probably own would, wouldn't be too far away from the top five, I would imagine. Well, here's the incomplete list. Of, uh, so, episode three, which was three, the um, down with that sort of thing. Mm. Episode four, which was. Oh, I've forgotten. Uh, in this first half of season two, almost the entirety of it, yeah, uh, three bishops. You know the, yeah, the, there was just loads of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speed three was another great one. You know, yeah, Fintan Stack had to get in there. Uh, of course, uh, you know the Eurovision episode, mm. which is currently the front runner. Oh me. yeah. Uh, so we had, you know, this has to be up there. Mm. But how am I going to pick five of them? <laughs> That's, That's true. <laughs> That's true. That'll be tough, but sure. It's it's going to be the fun there one. are worse things to yeah, worry about to, you know? to, to spend your time doing uh, uh, but uh, yeah well, we'll wrap it up there uh, yeah. and uh, just thanks very much for, for coming down no bother at all uh, the, uh, the listeners can find us on facebook.com slash ecumenical matters uh, you'll find me at James I McInesby on Twitter are you on Twitter or I am on Twitter yeah I am, uh, I've got a strange name so it's uh, Keel that's K-I-E-L and yeah. Cathers which is C-A-T-H-E-R-S at Keel Cathers and the band is called The Logues, at The Logues, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that shit, you know yourself. Yep. And come down to the Empire and we will play My Lovely Horse. Ah, fantastic. Yes. If, that's not a, if that's not a promise and a half. Uh, Certainly will, yeah. For the Fatherhead podcast. The Vin Hogan and the Hogan Notes version, of course, and not, yes. the, not the, <laughs> the acoustic version. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely, yeah. lovely we'll get you up to do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll do the harmonies. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, uh, so, yeah, we've done all our announcements, so thank you very much for listening, and bless you. <laughs>